So, Parv, what is our very first topic? Uh, coronavirus and my not-so-big-fat Indian wedding. Welcome to Legal Beings, a vlog slash podcast on law and life. My name is Rob Danu. And I'm Upar Kaur Dhaliwal. Our law firm is Danu Dhaliwal Law Group here in beautiful British Columbia. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit subscribe if you found it interesting or helpful. Or if you're listening by way of a podcast, please recommend. And now for the legal mumbo jumbo, please remember this is not legal advice. We are here providing you with legal information Hopefully, you'll find some valuable information that's good for your particular situation. Wow, is this vlogging podcast thing actually finally happening? Yes, we've locked the children in the basement. We're alone, and it's quiet. We can do this. Don't listen to anything she says about locking children in basements. We do not need MCFD showing up at our door. That's right. We can also do it in the attic. Just like the name, <laughs> just like the name of our vlog... Even children are legal beings. And oftentimes we don't realize it, but we are surrounded by laws from the time we wake up to the time to go to bed and even while we're sleeping. And we do realize that these days because coronavirus has definitely impacted our lives in numerous different ways. So coronavirus and my not so big fat Indian wedding. These weddings are not happening. Yeah, these weddings are definitely not happening right now. They're not so big and they're not so fat. We know that in terms of Indian weddings, we're talking about hundreds of guests, people flying in from all over the world, week-long celebrations, multiple functions, dinner, dancing, drinking, bhangra, butter chicken, crown royal, you name it, and it has all come to a screeching halt because of coronavirus. Yeah, Nothing is happening. It's 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 so crazy. It's so sad for so many different people. Flights have been canceled. Functions are they're just not happening. Uh, this is an extreme change for people. It's an extreme change, and a lot of our clients have been contacting us who have had either weddings canceled or who have weddings that are upcoming and they're afraid of weddings being canceled, and they're asking us what can they do, especially about deposits they've made and money that they've given to different vendors. Yeah, so the question that we're getting on a regular basis is is just that, is what's going to happen to the money that we've already given someone to hold for us to have an event that's not going to happen? A lot of our clients can't come to us right now because of social distancing, so we decided to finally get this vlog podcasting thing up and running so we could go to them. What better time than now? And we're hoping that this information is uh, helpful to you. So if you enjoy it, please let us know and we'll try to make some more videos as well as podcasts. We all know that due to current social distancing guidelines, you cannot have functions that are over 50 people. And even if you had a function that was 50 people or less, you'd have to stay six feet apart and abide by all kinds of rules and regulations or directives that Dr. Bonnie Henry has uh, told us we have to follow. Yeah, our weddings are usually 500 to 1,000 people. Uh, now what? Well, now what? we are facing a very different time and era in terms of Indian weddings. And we have to think about a number of different things. First of all, economics. These weddings cost a lot of money. There are multiple functions and people are paying thousands of dollars. And we all know that a lot of people have been laid off. 
A lot of businesses have been forced to close or downsize. So the money that was out there before to pay for these weddings is simply not going to be around in the same way that it was. Yeah, there's no way people can afford to do what they were doing pre-March. No, no. That and also we have to think about backlogs now. Because just like the courts are now backlogged and they're going to have to find space for all these files and hearings that have been adjourned, so are wedding vendors and different individuals who have venues related to weddings. So before we used to have just weekend weddings and then as venue space became limited, we used to, we started having Friday weddings, but now you might start seeing Tuesday weddings, Wednesday weddings, Thursday weddings. So we are going to have to be flexible to make up for all this demand. Yeah. You, uh, people were booking already, you know, years in advance for gorduras and certain reception halls and whatnot. And now uh, they're not going to have those opportunities to be such choosers. Yeah. Also, we have to think about gradual return and gradual changes because today you're allowed to have 50 or less people. That's not going to go back instantly to 500 or 1,000 people. So what we're going to see is a gradual return. So it might be 75 people, 100 people, and then 150 people uh, that can congregate together for a function, 250 and slowly upwards from there. So things are not going to suddenly change overnight. Yeah, and there's there's going to be also be a huge social change when you think about think about it as well. Absolutely, no, totally. So people are now becoming germaphobes. Uh, you know, weddings. There's hugging. There's handshaking. There's milnies. Uh, there's people sitting on other people's shoulders doing pangada. Uh, all that stuff is going to change for a while, and social behaviors are going to change. And weddings, in terms of their atmosphere, are simply not going to be the same for a while. Well, the big question is, I've given a deposit. Am I going to get it back? That is the $50,000 question. And every case is different. So we can't give you a blanket uh, one-size-fits-all answer. But we can say, in terms of the contracts that we've seen, in most cases, it would appear you are entitled to get your deposit back and get a full refund. What we're dealing with out there in terms of these vendor contracts are a deposit being put down for some type of future service. And that's called, just like it sounds like, a future service contract. And there are laws that apply to future service contracts, including a statute called the Business Practice and Consumer Protection Act, or the BPCPA. And if those contracts that you've signed are not in line with the conditions required by the BPCPA, then you are likely entitled to a full refund of your deposit. And you should get that full refund within 15 days. Exactly. So from the time that you ask the vendor for the refund, if the underlying contract is not valid, then the vendor should be providing you a full refund within 15 days. So I've been reading some of these contracts. Have you seen anything that's been uh, drafted according to the BPCA? No, in our experience, you know, it's the dissy thing as we know. So we don't like to spend money up front to draft a proper contract, even though it might cost us thousands of more dollars down the road when a problem arises. And so far, uh, we've not seen one contract that would be valid, which means that if the contract even says within it that the vendor gets to keep the deposit, if the underlying contract is not valid, then you have an argument that you should be getting the full refund back. Now, there are also other issues that arise with these types of contracts, such as what's called a force majeure clause, which means some type of calamity occurs, which uh, alters the underlying contract. Uh, also, there's issues of frustration. 
But for now, the main thing is if the underlying contract is not valid, then you're entitled to a, a refund. And if there's a vendor out there who has a properly drafted contract, I want to shake uh, his or her hand because we've not seen one yet. Are you sure you want to be shaking hands right now? Oh, yeah. Well, perhaps not uh, during coronavirus, but uh, kudos if that person does exist out there. So what can people do? What can the consumer do when the vendor, the person with the haul, for example, doesn't give you your deposit back? Well, first of all, these are not issues you really want to litigate or take to court if you can help it, right? So we should be really using common sense, understanding, being reasonable, because vendors are caught in a bind as well. They're fully expecting to provide this service. They have to run their business, and now suddenly their cash flow has come to an abrupt halt. So if there is any way to work with the vendor to come up with a solution that works for all parties, then definitely do that, number one. Yeah, and you know, when I think about it, vendors, they should be picking up the phone and calling people instead of like hiding away and not answering calls. They should be picking up the phone, calling people and saying, hey, the event didn't happen. What can we do to help? Can we offer you a refund? Can we reschedule? What are some other dates that are going to work? We want to work with you. The most simplest thing to do is to work with people. Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, Vendors should really be proactive. Um, It's a tough and scary time. And the first instinct may be to avoid all calls and to duck and cover. But that's not going to take you as far as picking up the phone, calling your client, saying, look, here's the issue. Here's what we're dealing with. How can we come to a solution that works for all parties? And that's going to go a lot farther than simply avoiding the issue or simply saying, you know, you're not getting your deposit back. Sex to be you. We'll reschedule, and that's the best we can do. And and I think vendors also have to look at what other options they have with respect to their contracts, right? Of course, they're going to have to take some level of a hit, right? But there's all these new um, programs out there, so maybe they can look at uh, where they can shave off a little bit to be able to give back to the customer because you want these customers coming back. Yeah, so vendors can also look at their own suppliers and the contracts that they have with their own suppliers and how those work. So if they can stop the bleeding on that end, that's going to give them more flexibility dealing with their clients. Look, the long and short of it is that Indian weddings are changing. We're not sure exactly what the new normal is going to be, but we are going to have to change the times. Yeah, but we'll, we'll be back at it. Our events might not be as many days and might not be as many people, but we'll definitely be back having good times again. That's true. So I'm sure... By next year, anyways, we'll be chowing down on butter chicken, drinking Crown Royal, and then hitting repeat uh, multiple times in one week, just like we used to. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure people will social distance from you on the dance floor. Once again, do not listen to anything she says. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this. And um, subscribe if you like. Share with as many people as you can. And we look forward to uh, doing another one. Yeah, and let us know if you have any topics of interest to you or anything that you'd like to talk about or have us talk about in terms of the law and life and being legal beings, then definitely send some comments our way. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye.